lady saying, gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> this is Alex Mason, Alex Mason Podcast. And you know what I do, right? I bring the right people to you. So you can listen to them so that out of their offices, you can pick one or two things that can work for you. You know I've had easy on my podcast, Caitlin, Wade, and so many more. And you must have learned one or two things. The question is, who's next? Samson is next. <laughs> Samson, Samson is an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. He owns a barber shop. And he is shooting for the moon. <laughs> Mr. Samson, welcome to my program. Um, thank you. Nice to meet you. Great. Mr. Samson, please, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Elisa uh, Mifu Samson. I own a business called S&E Bible Shop. Kenny's name is Bono, my business partner, and uh, I'm also into full-time cosmetic work. two years now and um, Mr. Samson said something this to me on the phone this morning that actually caught my attention and what he said I will not tell you because I want you to hear hear that from him but when he said that word he kind of reiterated in me why we have to be aware why we have to just listen and have different perspective and why we just need to know that you cannot see things always from your side. There is always some other side of the story. <laughs> and with that, I want to go ahead to ask Mr. Samson some of these questions. And here's what I can say to you. When, whenever you come on my podcast or whenever you listen to my podcast, you don't necessarily need to, to, to take everything we say here or what you, my guests share with you. But out of what they say, if you can pick one or two things that can work for you and put it into practice, maybe you don't know what is going to happen. So I want you to open up your mind, open up your heart and listen. And if you agree with it, just say yes on the comment box. But if you don't agree with it, it's okay. It is all perspective. Mr. Samson, I'm going to ask you this question again. The same way I asked you on the phone this morning. Do you think that immigrants, I'm going to use black immigrants this time. Do you think black immigrants work harder than every other person in America? No, I do not believe You don't believe that? I subscribe to that perspective as well. Wow. <laughs> Okay, can you tell us why? why? Why do you think? Because now, I was on a conversation with someone, a, a, a journalist, and she said that the reason why black immigrants are making it big time in America is because they are willing to work, given their background, given that they, they, they came from hardship, and they're coming from hardship, 
they have the energy, the enthusiasm to work and make money and they don't want to stop. Do you do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that. So so can you tell us why do you think most black uh, immigrants look successful? Why do you think they look like they're working hard? Uh, just because you look successful doesn't mean that you're successful. <laughs> wow. That's just a look. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a look. <laughs> well, uh, let me start from this uh, angle. It's perception. I, I remember I did a course by the 241, part of my prerequisites, and we actually trashed that out for hours in class talking about perception. Um, you can buy a product from Gucci. It doesn't mean that you're buying the original. You can go to Google and get something for one dollar. Same products you are getting for one dollar, you can get it from Gucci for two hundred dollars. It doesn't mean that that two hundred dollars is more quality than the one I bought for five dollars. It is just perspective. Um, so I mean that's just it. So that's where I'm going to start from. Yeah, I mean uh, Black Americans. I'm black. It's black. We have to always look at the foundation of things before we judge. We have to get our facts right. And um, when I came to the country, I used to have the opinion, not until I was able to use or leverage um, what I do to gather information. And I actually had to live in my society to understand how and why these people we perceive to be like this, like lazy people. There's a funding, there's, there's, there's a history of slavery. The black Americans are history of slavery by the white people. By their forefathers, let me use the that word forefathers, because right now, white people, the younger generation, are, I wouldn't say they're innocent, but at least they were not there when that history happened. So I wouldn't want to judge everyone, but the, the, the old white people, actually brought black, let me say Africans, my forefathers, to this particular part of this world. The struggle for years, the work at some point, take not even go to school with the white people. They were denied of certain rights. And Years of struggle, of struggle to emancipate um, from these, um, let me say, inhumane hearts. Now, after they, they, they found themselves in that emancipation, right, they had to start afresh. They had to first of all discover who they are. And the journey of self discovery, Yes. While they were you know, doing service, uh, while, while they were on the, uh, the journey of self-discovery, that's when they got to a point where they realized that having this, the uh, emancipated, they are, they, I mean, there's a system which is also systemic slavery that has been put in place that has actually limits black people in this country to reach a certain pinnacle in the West, particularly in, in the US where I reside. 
if you follow what I'm saying, there's a foundation to this. And this is a struggle. Having been through this struggle, black people, yeah, yeah, some of them were accused of crimes they never committed. Then the fathers that are supposed to guard the kids at home are being sentenced to so many years in prison for doing nothing. Having said that, these are the foundation that actually bring back the struggle of the black people in this part of the world. And if you look at it, there is one phenomenal issue going on in the black African American community. Fathers are not. Fathers are not at home. We are these fathers that are in jail. The fact that fathers are not at home actually lets some young kids to be parents when they were kids. Mom is at home. Three kids. They have to survive. We pay bills here in this part of the world monthly. We actually even pay for our breath. So the mom has to put, I mean, she has to make sure that she puts food on the table. And why these kids are growing, there, there was nobody at home to guide them through. Then they make some sudden mistakes. Just like every other team in any part of the world. And I don't make those mistakes. You know, American being the system. Probably somebody just probably just um, a, a case of tests, right? Can actually make you have records. And every records at the younger age. By the time you get to some point where you need yourself to be able to be doing things, those records are already denying you of some certain opportunity. Some of us back in Nigeria, back in Africa, the crime that we committed, that our parents, that our community was able to guide us through to get to this point. And the same crime, those black, young African Americans committed that made them to have records on their names. And, you know, they get to a point where they have to look for alternatives to put food on the table to survive. Then they begin to start to look for job. Then they get on with their background check. They said, oh no, you have to, uh, uh, because you have so, so criminal record, you can't work here. Then they get frustrated. That's when the issue of drug addiction comes in. That's when the issue of prostitution comes in. Because those are the things, because there, there was no guidance, that's the thing that, that, that I couldn't going to be coming into their mind. So, coming from Africa, I will pass through a communalistic system that, that helps us, that shaping us. We are able to you know, come here to automatically distinguish what to do and what not to do. And what not to do. 
So if you look at these this little analysis, you'll be able to realize that it is not that black Americans, at least some of them are already soaking in the system. And by the time they get to that point of you know getting through these opportunities, then they get denied. And mind you, we have a lot of black Americans that are medical doctors, we have a lot of black Americans that are lawyers. Mention any field in this part of the world. You have black Americans that are doing very well. So why are we just seeing one person to judge the whole? Why are we using one person to judge entire race? I think it's very unfair. It's very are you trying to say that adversity introduces a man to himself? You think that most people are successful in life or the black Americans we see today, if I might just reference that to what I mean, our, our topic. Do you think that people uh, in Nigeria, which are from the eastern part of Nigeria, do you think because they've gone through a lot of hardship that that is why they've been able to be successful in business? No, I just there was a crack, there was a particular issue, there was an issue that set the evils back before the civil war. The evils were everywhere they were the vice chancellor we have them as prime minister we have them in almost key places in nigeria but civil war set in there was a setback in the eastern part of nigeria now at that point in time i want to believe that some certain tribe in nigeria might want to see the evils as lazy people as at that time probably those people who were not fully equipped with history and, and that's that the reason why I'm strongly supporting my people. I don't believe that those who see black Americans as lazy are ignorant. They didn't pay key attention to history. So, what I'm saying is that the evils in Nigeria, as at that time, after civil war, why might be seen as, why are these people like this? Why was, I mean, why is uh, malnutrition? Why is that it's chaos? But I haven't. I mean, the Igbos haven't passed through that stage. And some, some, some of them went to Kano, some of them went to Lagos. You know, they formed a community. Now, the community is so strong enough that if you are in Lagos, if you do not seek the su support of the Igbos politically, it's very difficult for you to win an election. So, what I'm saying is that you have to learn the history behind people before you start passing judgments. If not, you committing blunders, fallacies, especially fallacy uh, of generalization. Hmm. Now, I, I just want to understand something because um, two weeks ago I was in the mall. You know, I was networking, sharing my business card, and I ran into this black American man. And when I gave him my card, we had a really nice conversation. And then I walked away and he met me on my way out. And he said something to me. He said, why is it that Africans tend to look down on black Americans? Why is it that Nigerians most especially look down on black Americans? Nigerians feel like black Americans work nothing. They don't even, they are lazy. They don't mount up, they don't add up, they are just, you know, they feel they're better than the black Americans. Do you feel 
Have you, have you ever met someone said something like that to you? It's true. Okay. It's different between emotion and facts. Okay. I think there's, there's this just a position. Africans live down on black Americans. And we have some black Americans that also look down, that also look down on, on Africans. Like I said, it's just ignorant. Hmm. It's ignorant. Hmm. You must always at all times seek for truth. Facts. Know the history behind a particular phenomenon. Okay. That's where you can be able to know the truth. So just because I feel that as an African, there is a black American. There is just one out of thousands of black Americans. Now, it would be so unfair on my own part to use one person to judge thousands of people. So, I don't think from the part of the Africans looking down on black Americans, it is just pure and simple hatred. Do you now this is relative, right? Do you think America owes black people something? They will always. Okay? They will always. If you are in position to compensate the black people for the history and what they've gone through, what would be your compensation plan. I shouldn't, I shouldn't think of compensating human beings. Mm. Okay. I shouldn't think of people that have went through a lot, have went through killing, slavery. I shouldn't think of compensating them. You are human. Why should I think of compensating human beings? Mm. If I have the opportunity to write history, to write history. I shouldn't think of in fact it's emotional right now because thinking of compensating those who were in their continent, those who had their identity, those whose identity was stolen away from them. Mm. And what I have to be talking about in this current disposition is compensating them. I think it's, 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 um, it's weird. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, are you trying to say that nobody should be compensated for nothing? We should all have equal rights and opportunity. Okay, but would you agree with me that some set of people feel that they've gone through a lot of chaos and they've gone through a lot of hard times and that you get more compensation or more leniency from the system? I think what we should all do right now is to fight the system that discriminates, that gentrifies. Should 
make sure that every child, both black, Spanish, should have same rights. As any other person, as white, in fact, let me be blunt, as white, as our white counterparts. Mr. Samson here just said that if you aim for nothing in life, you hit nothing dead on the head. And that had been he meant, what he meant was you cannot feed on mental candy. You cannot live a life the same way and expect something different. He's saying to the black Americans out there, Africans don't see themselves better than you. You probably have a problem with how you see yourself. Now, if you want to start making amends, what you have to start doing is to understand that the, the African community understands that you built America. And with such privilege, nobody is looking down on you. But in case you find it a little bit awkward in the whole scenario, maybe you want to look into yourself. Maybe you want to hear from other perspectives. You want to ask questions, interact with the, an African person and you are going to have more information to counter what you believe. I, I just want to ask you this question. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. Okay. Truly, all lives matter. Okay. But Black Lives Matter. Okay, Black Lives Matter. So, do you think the Blacks should distinguish themselves? Oh, I'm Black African, I'm Black American. Black. Okay, so regardless of who the black, where the black is from, black, black, black is black. Black is black. Oh, great. You hear that? Regardless of where you're from, black is black. <laughs> black is black. So, yes, then, I mean, I, I'm, really, I really, I'm really enjoying this conversation. You know, it's one of those casual conversations where we just get to share our thoughts and, uh, you know, I just take something home that, you know, that woman just ponder over. Mr. Something. What are you going to say to someone who just moved to America right now, watching this show? Someone who just moved about a week ago or a month ago, who is still trying to navigate his way? What can you say to that person? Be yourself and be open-minded. Mm. You are who you are. All those things. In Africa, are valid. But why you still put on feminine to whom you are, open minded, and able to open your mind to welcome new ideas, but always critically analyze issues? Critically, don't just take things, hook, line, and sinker. Be yourself at the same time, open-minded. I know it's very, very difficult to, to, to do. It's very, very difficult because some of us make some certain mistakes because we are not critical. So, when you just move to America, always try to understand the system. Yes, we have our own way of, of life, of living, but this is a new environment. Understand the system and be critical of 
know every idea that are coming to you. That is very, very important because I said the difference between poor men and rich men is how it was out of women. So, if you are coming, I mean, if you do not get that mental uh, orientation right, if you do not equip yourself with positive thinking, you might spend so many years, 10, 20 years at home. You see that we've wasted so many years. America is very easy for you to lose yourself. Mm. It's very, very easy. So, but if you can be stay true, stay true to whom you are, be open-minded, then be critical. I think this guy is the stepping stone. So, Mr. Samson, what can you say to Black Americans out there? Those of them who believe. That Africans are looking down on them. What can you say to them? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have a couple of things to tell you guys. You pass through slavery. You pass through colonialism. The same set of people that brought you or your forefathers, our forefathers, to Africa are the same people. Came to Africa to colonize us, and we are still struggling with that today in Africa. So it's just a mind or mind uh, thing. We are brothers, we are black, we have the same color. It is only some that are ignorant and are thinking less. Of this you and struggle, it is not hard. And we believe as time goes by, we have opportunities to go on a campaign where you and I can see ourselves as one. And I think it's happening right now because lately there's a lot of black American brothers that are in Africa that are doing very well. They own homes, they own businesses in Africa, motherland. So I think we need to start reorientating ourselves. We need to start in growing house. And I also tell black Americans, please, please, please start traveling. Start getting on that plane to the motherland. Go and see things for yourself then you can be able to better understand that we are one. We are one. Mm. Thank you so much, Mr. Sam. Man, I like this. You know, someone said that if there is no enemy within, then the, the enemy outside can do us no harm. And from what Mr. Sam just said now, he said, hey, understand that the war you might be fighting is just if you can overcome what is within, what is outside can do you no harm. See every black person you see as a brother because no one is looking down on you. And if you are new in America, stay pute, work hard, and be yourself. All right? So, what do you have to say about general now? Generally, those who are not blacks for more works of life, how do you think they should view the black people? 
very, very, very sensitive question. Mm. Specifically, what? Mm. Well, I think I think we are doing better now. This generation okay. are doing better. But the, uh, the time of George Floyd, okay. it's a lot of white, young white folks okay. that came out to join the Black Lives Matter. Okay. So the narrative is changing. Mm. <laughs> the young white folks, are, I mean, they are they are aware of the shortcomings of their forefathers. So I wouldn't want to say that the system is not in, I mean it's not to their favor. Mm. But the perception or suggest that we have is to see a black person as evil. Mm. So if you can you can see a black person as evil, which you are this particular uh, saying that do unto others right mm. what you want them to do unto you mm. so if you can pinch yourself <laughs> and you see how the how it feels to pinch yourself mm-hmm. right do you want to do the same thing to him and that person because of their race but now that's we had our history. We cannot erase that history. Right now, I try to, you know, um, change the narratives. So I would advise that people that are non-black should see us, these two black men, as human. <laughs> right. So if we can, you know, do that in years to come, though the history can never. Be erased, but at least we can better have peaceful coexistence. I like people who think differently, people who have their own thought, people who have their own opinion, and in this, at the same point, they, they don't try to infuse their point into you. They just give it to you as a matter of consideration to think about. Thank you so much, Mr. Samson. I love this. Thank you so much. And if you are there, you have something you want to share. You have an idea you want to talk about that you feel you're so passionate about or you have a business that you want people to see, contact Alex Mason Podcast. This is what I do, nothing else. I just bring you on here and just have this kind of conversation with you and you get to talk more about your business. Thank you so much, Samson, for coming on my podcast. And not just coming on my podcast, but just expressing yourself about sensitive issues like this that some people don't want to talk about but it's talking our heart and you know as we meet people from day to day we subconsciously go through this topic in a silent conversation i'm glad that you've been you've, you've taken some time to express yourself your thoughts and let others out there know what you think and your encouragement to the black community and also to the non-black community you've been able to share your thoughts and your idea and I hope that if you're out there and you hear what he said and you just felt like he's saying the truth, let me know. Just put on the comment box, he's right. <laughs> I'll be so glad to see that. I'm sure he will be. 